Hey everybody, how's it going? It's Ryan. How, um, I have an awesome guest tonight, but you also are probably wondering where our other person is. Uh, Angelina is actually not on the show tonight. Um, so just for everyone out there to know, uh, Angelina's marketing company blew up. Um, she's still at Angelina Coming Undone on Instagram. Um, hopefully have her on, on the show in the future. But tonight you're stuck with me and DJ Robinette, my uh, longtime friend. I think we've known each other, what, going on three years now, man? Roughly. I think you joined the Shrug Group community about a few months after I did, roughly six, I would say, probably early 2019. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I joined it late 18, so. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, we've known each other quite a few years. But, yeah, so uh, Angelina, her marketing company, she started with her husband probably about a month ago, um, blew up. Um, so if you guys need any marketing, please reach out to her. But just with the time constraints, she is not able to build next step podcast. Hopefully in the future, though, we'll have her on just to um, talk about her new company and then talk about those next steps that they're making there. But yeah, we have DJ Robinette, longtime friend. I mean, he was, and he was alluding to uh, Barbell Shrugged. Me and him kind of met in that group. I'm um, doing the one ton challenge back in, like you're saying, 2019. So with that, um, DJ, tell us a little better about yourself, man. Wherever you want to start, dude. Oh, uh, let's see. <laughs> At the beginning. <laughs> the beginning. Uh, I was born. <laughs> uh, no, you know, just kind of a your typical midwest person from nebraska and been here my entire life uh always kind of struggled with weight size you know being healthy you know my entire family's you know obese so okay uh and people always tell me i need a, i'm the inspiration for them they should help them get on it's like it's, tell, it's like telling a drug act to put put it down and same thing with a fat person tell them to put down don't it's harder than it is to get them to do something right um and you know i guess i've grown a crap ton since we met like yeah dude you were you were a different human being literally <laughs> literally a different human being so yeah. for those of you that don't know the man i'm looking at is what right now said you're, you're you're down 70 pounds right now from your original yeah roughly just around yeah, but, there but this man lost 90 pounds um and how long how long did it take you it was roughly a year so the way uh, it started was, uh, had a car accident in 2018, got T-boned on the highway okay. and went to the hospital. They told me why I weighed in kilos and, you know, being the smart ass I am, I looked at the nurse and like, what's that in American units? <laughs> and, uh, she's like, oh, sir, that's a uh, 302 pounds. And I if I remember correctly, it was like 96 ounces. And I was like, that's not right and she's like no you're 302 pounds sir i was like oh shit and like right around this time i was going through a breakup so you know i didn't do shit like i had a gym membership i've had one i had one at that point for six months joined a okay. local gym they were having a special for their anniversary like 20 dollars a month and all this and that and free tanny free boot camp classes so i went in there and started lifting like uh, i'd say i actually started showing up there in like 2018 but like the first time I went there, I was like, oh, I could do 135 for squats and do like three sets of 10, do some lunges, you know, some stuff and terrible idea because I went in there <laughs> untrained, like I knew what to do, but I overdid it. So then I couldn't walk right for like two weeks. So then you didn't go back for two weeks, went and did chest and my arms were stuck in like, you know, that bent position, couldn't straighten them because yep. <laughs> it, it just hurt and it was so bad. I just quit going. And then, uh, 
a little after I bought my house in 2018, later in that year, I went to a local CrossFit gym that my old uh, coach that I started with in 2012, because that's really where my fitness journey started was in 2012. I was probably 270 drinking heavily, you know, doing drugs, being dumb, you know, fuck 2012. That would put me, I was 20, 21. Okay, so, so you know your usual twenty-year-old like stuff that you hear about a lot of people getting into. I'm well, like, then, yeah, man, like I'm going out with the boys. <laughs> yeah, my, then my beliefs and mindset back then was very awful. You know, world was out to get me. Not, I could do nothing right. You know, shit sucks. You know, super depressed. You know, and like some people, you know, I'm pretty open about this with most people, but I've struggled with suicide for years throughout my life. You know. And back then, you know, I didn't give a fuck if I lived. I was like, I'm not going to be 30. Like, I'm 30 now and I'm owning a home, got a girlfriend and everything and everything's going great. But back then, you know, I was mentally, I was just totally screwed and didn't really say anything back then. Nowadays, I'm pretty open about it because it's like, you know, I want people to understand, like, you'll go through those struggles. They suck. But you just got to keep pushing for that next day, you know, and just do better. And like, even if it's a percent or even half a percent better the next day as you're doing little improvements in your life it's just going to get better that's awesome dude so in 2012 the reason i got really into lifting back then was because of a girl of course it's Uh, it's always it's always a girl it's always uh, either a girl or a guy so it was was a friend of mine i had known for a while and we had started hanging out again we hadn't seen each other in years started hanging out she was working out she wanted to do mma so i was like yeah i'll start going to the gym with you and we started going to the gym together and then we switched gyms like within like two weeks because the gym we were at just had a bunch of creeps and we always lifted late at night so we ended up going to this other gym got like a partner membership saying we were related or like in a relationship so we got you know their membership way discounted started lifting (laughs) there they ran a pt special i got this coach with her where we were doing 30 minute sessions one you know four times a month and he was teaching us and i remember the first time we met with him He's like, I want you, he's like, we're going to do your, do squats, but without the bar, here's a medicine ball. And I want you to squat on it, touch your butt on it and stand back up. But before you do this, I want you to root your foot. And we're like, what do you mean? He's like, I want you to take your big toe and kind of spread it out from your other ones, press it in and do the same with your pinky toe and spread it and, you know, root, you know, hold the ground. So we're like, okay, yeah, no, that's easy. We're making jokes to him and we're falling on our butts. He's laughing at us. So this was really the guy that taught me, you know, everything it came down to barbell movement. Okay. Uh, he was big into CrossFit at the time. So I, I, of course I hopped in that deep end in CrossFit. Cause you know, I wanted coach's approval and I like the guy. I'm still good <laughs> friends with this guy. Yeah. And we still talk all the time. And that's when I found barbell shrugged roughly 2012, 2013, back when it was Doug, Mike and Chris yeah dude, so, that, dude that's crazy 2012 jeez. Um, yeah so this even, is when i don't think i was listening yeah i don't even think i was listening to them in 2012 so <laughs> i followed them heavily watched the videos did everything loved what they were doing back then uh and then 2016 rolls around you know i'm doing pretty well i was i got down to like 215 at that point i think i started the journey you know around like 250 270 range i don't really know my weight back then because i wasn't weighing myself and wasn't keeping good track back then either so i have no clue where i truly was but i got down to like 215 i had a knee surgery in that time frame blew out my meniscus found out i have oversized meniscus in my knees 
So they're like, your writing is just a ticking time bomb. <laughs> oh, wow. So did the surgery, recovered from that, got up to a max PR, like 215 with the coach around like, I want to say early 2016 and then started selling cars. Okay. And that's where shit went off the rails. So I was, I'm a big creature of habit like most humans i had a habit set up i had meal prep set up the, with my old job because before i did cars i worked at a vape store selling e-cigs get people off cigarettes and hopefully in the end they'd be off the e-cig too uh, and we had a lot of clients like that and you know that made me super happy i was helping people and even back then i wanted to get into fitness too i just never got to go there and then i got you know suggested to try to sell cars by my older brother who worked at the toyota dealership here Went there in 2016, kept lifting and training slightly at first. It slowly kind of teetered off. And then a few months after I started selling cars, my coach hits me up. He's like, hey, I'm quitting Genesis, um, just so you know. So I went in there and immediately canceled. Okay. I'll go, I'll so, go get another membership, right? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so, I have to, so I have to ask, how long did you sell cars for then? So, so or, Well, actually, how long did you work at the E6 store? Like, how, were, how long were you there? about four years so okay. basically 2012 to 16 i was doing selling e-cigs working out so i was you know working four hours a week and i was paid very well to work there like our bosses took really good <laughs> care of us nice that's um, awesome nowadays i look back at it and go you know 15 dollars an hour it's not that great but it's actually pretty good back then oh uh, yeah <laughs> especially for a uh, high school dropout you know no college degree uh or anything and I had a blast. They, we are all still good friends. My old bosses and I, we still see each other from time to time, you know, get together for dinner and stuff. So, you know, really good relationship there. And they really helped me mature as a person, I would say from that time frame to 16. And then I started selling cars. I had a few people that told me that was a terrible idea. I should never do it. Uh, my own parents, one of them told me that I was immature and I shouldn't sell cars. Really? <laughs> so I have to ask for that. How did, so you were already having like you, you were having this mental state. How how did that hit you, man? I have to ask because I have a personal story to share with you about that. For so like, how, like how when your when your parents were like, "Hey, you're immature. Like you shouldn't be a, you shouldn't be a car salesman." How did that make you feel? Oh, it, it pissed me off. So I was like, "I'm gonna prove you fucking wrong." Okay, straight yes. up. Like my dad was all for it. He's like, "Go ahead, do it." He's like, "Kick some ass." Like you're, we know what kind of money your brother's making there. Like you could totally be making six figures. Like do it. And then my mom's like, no, don't do that. And, you know, I proved him wrong. Like my first year wasn't that great. Cause I started in, what was it? June of 16. And for 16, 2016, hell, I made basically what I made an entire year at the vape shop. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, and then the following year I made, you know, for the full year, I made basically double what the vape shop would have paid me an entire year. And then the following year I added like 10 K. And then the next nice. year I added 20 K. Oh, wow. And then so you're, you're getting really good at selling cars. Is what I'm hearing. Really good. <laughs> repeat customers, you know, hitting that three-year mark where you get a lot of those leases coming back. So like I was getting leases in or new of leases coming back. So if I had a client looking for a certain used car, I was like, well, I know somebody that has a lease that's coming back soon. It'd be a great car for you. So what I would do is get the person out of their lease and immediately have that lease car sold to somebody else. Hey, it works, right? So it works. And I got fired in October of 2020. Oh, really? And I, okay. if I would have worked for the entire year 2020, I would have hit six figures. Oh, wow. Um, 
And it actually Damn. screwed me out of the stimulus check when I was sitting there starting my insurance agency because I made like I think it was like five thousand too much in twenty twenty oh, to get no. that stimulus in twenty twenty one. And I'm sitting there waiting for it and and I hit my mom about it because she's an accountant and does tax stuff. So I was like, I still haven't gotten it. It's been three months. And she's like, let me look at your tax. And she goes, oh, shit, you made too much. Oh, man. So, but during the car sales, that's where I put all my weight back on. I started car sales as about 215, 220 range. Okay. Uh, and then slowly stopped working out, slowly stopped eating healthy, slowly stopped meal prepping. And the next thing you know, we're hitting the dealer, all the fast food places. We're hitting Wendy's. We're hitting, you know, Subway's not the worst place, but it's also not that great, depending on what you eat. Uh, you know, Arby's, you know, all those things, Dairy Queen, just oh, wow, food man. you shouldn't be eating. And then the uh, excessive all the amounts. processed food, all the processed food, yep. dude. And then all, all the it. alcohol that started coming on top of it. And like, I started becoming kind of a really shitty person for a short period of time there and like almost got fired a couple of times because of it. But I slightly got protected because my older brother was a finance manager there. So they're like, well, like I should have told my boss right after my car accident, fuck you. I'm not coming to work because I can't move. Like I got T-boned at 60 miles an hour on the highway on the driver's side. He's like, well, you said you were fine the other day when you came to work the day after. I was like, yeah, but then I woke up the next day and I couldn't move on Tuesday. My neck wouldn't move my back. Like I lit, I have this big round chair. It's actually, I still have it. It's hidden back there in the darkness, but I set up the pillows in it in a certain tiered way. So like I laid back in it and my back was like, kind of like propped up. Like oh, I was, wow. I was messed up real bad from it. And then basically in 2018, I was sitting at home. I want to say I was at home one day. Maybe I was at, yeah, I was at home. I was on my day off. I was scrolling on Facebook and Barbell Shrugs vault pops up. And I've seen that okay. a couple of times throughout that year. And I was like, nah, nah. And then, I want to say it was November. Yeah, it was November of 18. Okay. I see the ad. Access to the Barbell Shrugged Vault for as low as 50 bucks a month. I was like, steal. Because back in the day when I knew Barbell Shrugged, it was you had to buy the full program and it was thousands of dollars. Yep. I didn't have thousands of dollars back then. I was, you know, broke young kid. Yeah. And I was spending money on, you know, alcohol and stuff too on the side, supplements, everything else. What the priorities at the time. Yeah, yeah we're, I got we're not right. Yeah. And then I yeah. saw the vault. I'm like, dude, I can go down their muscle gain challenge. I can get on flight. I can do whatever. And then I join it and it invites me to the Facebook group. I get on there and I'm like, hey guys, I'm getting back into working out. I am 300 pounds. I need to lose this weight. I need to get healthy. What do you recommend? And that's when uh, Andrews himself hopped down in there, commented. He was like, I recommend you get on our uh, barbell shredder program. It's designed to help you get some muscle mass but mostly designed to help you burn fat. Like that's what yeah. that program was designed for. Help people get shredded. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, cool. I'll hop on it. First week, you know, first day Monday was front squats. And then I was like, I want to say it was a tempo front squat. And I just did the barbell. I didn't okay. do any weight for about you, the first you, month. I did like, you no probably weights. a wreck. You're probably a wreck. Like after oh, yeah. the first day, I remember doing the first week of the one ton challenge. And I remember I I thinking it's like day one is like three by 10 in front squats. <laughs> But it's a tempo of like three seconds down, and you're like the time under tension. Your legs are just wrecked the next day. <laughs> the, the OTC was fun though. I loved that. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so you started the first month. You did just a barbell. Okay. For the most part, I want. I want to say I added weight near the end of that, and okay. then the th main reason I also choose barbell shredded is they had 28 weeks of nutrition in there. Okay. Meal plans. Nice. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. 
Uh, and at the end of each one, they also had the grocery list. So I would just screenshot it and I have a, have a, I've always owned Samsung notes for the last few years. And what I would do is I just would screenshot, leave it open on my phone, have my little S pen and walk into the grocery store close to my house. I always shop at and go right over the fresh produce aisle and just start grabbing everything, crossing it out, grabbing like extra fruits and veggies for snacks, and then go and get like season, go get all the meats and like any dairy products seasonings and stuff because it was mostly like paleo for the most part and did that for about six months and then switched to carnivore i kind of went deep end (laughs) Um, you were like i'm committed i'm making a change in my life (laughs) and i loved it i did carnivore for a year and a half okay i got down i got down to like 210 was feeling great was really healthy and then as like the cow share i had bought in 2020 like early on in the year because it's I was doing really well in 2020 for co- during COVID. Everyone's like, oh, you guys need to sell this card. And I'm like, I'd look at clients and be like, no, I don't. You, if you knew how much money I've made this year already, and it's only April, uh, <laughs> you would shit yourself. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, dude, the car market is insane. <laughs> well, this was before this, the supply issues happened and everything else. Everyone thought people weren't buying cars for COVID. I was like, no one can go anywhere, but we're open. So guess where they're coming? They're coming here and they're buying cars for who knows why oh um, wow yeah like like i said i was gonna hit six figures and that would be my first time ever in 2020 in the four That's years crazy. i've been there so i went carnivore ended up losing a bunch of weight it was fun i actually just recently started carnivore again because we got a trip this summer so i was Ooh. like i gotta get the belly down a little because last year was very very high stress uh bad nutrition a uh, little extra drinking, not too terrible. I didn't like it out of hand like I have in the past. Um, you know, every now and again, I still buy a six pack and it lasts me like two weeks. <laughs> there you go. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of life lessons like learned and like you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're more seasoned and cultured now. <laughs> a little bit. Sometimes yeah. I'm very uncultured though. You, 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 pe- you, you going to pull the barbell shredded back out, man? I, I did actually pull it back out for a short period of time uh, recently. I did it last year for a little bit of time. Okay. I actually started the OTC again. I wasn't okay. lifting that much last year. Like, honestly, out of the entire year, I'd probably say like overall time spent in the gym was maybe three months. Okay. Um, and most cool. of that's okay. after I got the job at the gym. I got you. So for those of you that don't know, um, OTC stands for one ton challenge. Um, that's kind of where, that's where me and DJ met. So while you were at the car salesman, um, you're doing barbell shredded. So yep. how did you go from barbell shredded to one ton challenge then? Cause that's where I met you. Ego. <laughs> okay okay <laughs> so i was on barbell shred for i would say yes a little over six months because okay one ton challenge came out in june of 2019 yep um and i started barbell shred in november of 18 and then they started talking about it because i like i when i hopped in on this deep end i started listening to barbell shrugged again because i hadn't listened to him in four years like i had seen that on you know Anders has come on. I saw, you know, kind of like Alex had left from Barbell Shrug because he kind of like did some stuff for them too. Like he'd go out and do some yep. other podcast and like the other teams, like was it CTF who, who's still yep. like a good friend of theirs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, all of those guys are still friends. They just, a lot of them have like, they branched out into their own companies. They've, they've like grown. almost, yeah. All of them have grown into their own like nutrition company, training company. Uh, they, they all have their own set. Like Mike has, um, what is it? Uh, not enlifted. Is it enlifted? It's the, yeah. the no, he's strength coach or coach something. Strong coach. 
Strong coach. There you go. He, but they also kid. do the yeah. unlifted coach stuff. He does oh, that he with the, Mark okay. England. Yeah, so Mark England from Procabulary. Really? Uh, I didn't Mike know he was in Mark England. Yeah, him and Mark. I, I don't know if they still are. I haven't followed okay. Mike very closely yeah. for a while. But I know him and Mark England were doing the lifted coaching stuff together. The strong okay. coach stuff was together. The first strong coach sem- summit they did, they did. Kelly went to it. I don't know if you remember Kelly. You talking about Kelly Starrett? No, Kelly uh, Jostin from the group. He he did the OTC with us. Okay, I don't remember at the same Kelly. time. Okay. So he went to Strong Coach, and they had like these crazy like track suits and everything that everybody was wearing. Like it looked like a really fun time. So I really wanted to go to Strong Coach, but I never ended up go ended up getting yeah. to go yet. Um, but yeah, no, I started that, and six months later ish, you know, they announced the one ton challenge with you know world class coach programming it you know travis mash who's now a regular on the podcast who's partnered with them yeah if i'm going to get strong and also get healthy what is a better way than a program written by a team usa olympic weightlifting coach yeah like travis for those of you that don't know travis mash has set multiple world records in powerlifting um he's currently the lenore ryan weightlifting coach for their team where Ryan Grimsland just took gold this past weekend um, in the clean and jerk and snatch for his weight class. Um, He's yeah. At the Arnold. um, And he is an Olympic hopeful um, as well as Travis is also working on his doctorate in like athletic. I want, I want to say it's like athletic monitoring. So like, like you're saying a world-class coach to coach you. Okay. So ego got you in the one ton challenge. Um, That's where me and you kind of met. And Ego didn't necessarily got me there, but I'd gotten into lifting uh, 2000 and so I joined the Air Force in 2013. I really didn't start kind of working out to like 2014. I, I'd, I'd kind of worked out in high school, but I was like that scrawny little kid that just, I was the exact op- opposite. Like I was a small guy that was just one that actually looked like he worked out. So I was like, oh, I, I want to try and hit this one ton challenge or this uh, 2000 pounds in the six lifts. And I was like, man, I want to get strong and see how strong I can actually get for like with my genetics and everything. So that's where me and you met. And I was watching your journey and you're watching mine. And then I deployed and me and you kind of kept staying in touch with each other, kind of like keeping each other accountable. Like, oh man, how was the lift today? How are you feeling? And you and me be commenting on each other's posts all the time. Yeah. Uh, So it's it's sad to see where the group's at right now. Yeah. It's not really posted in much. Yeah, I, I've noticed that too. Like the group that hasn't really got a lot of traction on my leg. Like I've met some great people there though that mm-hmm. I still like. I, I'm friends with on Facebook now that I comment on their like personal stuff versus the Barbell Drug Light page. But um, so I hope Andrew doesn't hear that. <laughs> but um, with it though, so did you? What were your numbers when you started the One Ton Challenge? Did you like track them beforehand? Kinda. I didn't really have a max at that point because okay. last time I had max max done anything was you know 2016 2015 okay so, so ballpark ballpark I, I ballpark well, well, yeah so ballpark I, I used, 2016 where were they at what, I used what, 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 what my old numbers here? were i used 215 okay. when i started the program uh for my squad okay i think i used 165 175 for my bench my bench is just trash it's always been trash. oh yeah i feel you um deadlift at the time i think my best dead i had done at that point was like 250 so not okay. huge numbers, you know, yeah. but my coach was also at the time that I had was very big on function. Good. Over ego lifting and hurting <laughs> yourself. I got you. So, and then my clean, I want to say my best clean I ever caught in the squat 
was 165 at that time. Okay. And my and my jerk was the same, just because I okay yeah we, I didn't do any jerk blocks or anything. You know, we worked it out, and he coached me in a you know corporate gym. It was yeah, I got you. It yeah. wasn't a specialty gym, so I got you. We didn't have the blocks for it. Uh, okay. We had blocks, but I was you know I'm six one. And they weren't tall enough. So I was gonna say, yeah, you're, yeah, you're in the blocks like, yeah, okay. Yeah, so what, what was your, what was your snatch? Um, garbage is like one fifteen. Okay, I got you. Hey, trust me, my snatch is still trash. Um, so how? So we're what, we're what thousand pound, almost thousand pounds with these six. Yeah. I want to say what, I started the program just under a thousand, like around like nine sixty, nine eighty. Okay, what did you get to in the height of it? Like sixteen hundred. What? <laughs> dude so wait my man lost 90 pounds and then also put like 700 pounds on his lips yeah so and bro if anyone here is a barbell shrugged uh <laughs> listener if you followed them back then when they were advertising they allowed the otc challenge especially for group two because we were in round one we were group yeah one. we were the main group that started it yeah um they advertise all the time we had a person do a hundred pound PR. I was like, that's me. <laughs> you're like, I'm the guy. I'm the guy uh, they're talking about. And I bet, especially as a listener, you're probably like, they're talking about me right now. Oh, dude, they're talking about me right now. <laughs> you know, I listen to that stuff every day on to work. Every time there's a new episode and every time that ad came on, like he talk about it, I'm just sitting there grinning ear to ear. Like, yeah, that's, that's me. I did it. I, you know, I, think I, went, you, I think you told me about it. Yeah, well, I think you, I think you told me about it. Yeah, it was in your back squat. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I remember you telling me you're like oh yeah i had a like because it was it was after the first eight weeks because yep. it was the first the first eight weeks was back squat mm-hmm. and like i remember my back squat was still like a 40 pound pr and like you're like oh yeah i was like dude i hit a 40 pound pr you're like yeah i hit a hundred pound pr i was like what and i just <laughs> dropped it nonchalantly too it was just like yeah it was just 100 pounds it's nothing yeah and everybody's and like, like dude <laughs> yeah everybody's like we're all like Wait, you PR'd your back squat 100 pounds in eight weeks? Like, bro. Because, <laughs> yeah. dude, it, it's so, dude, the program was the program was awesome. I think the only since issue- then, I got my back squat up to, like, 375. Nice. Which is not much for, you know, 6'1", 235-pound oh, dude. Whatever. My, 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 my boy kind of strong, guys. He kind of strong. He walks into the gym, and he goes to the squat rack at the end. <laughs> usually, a boy, usually up in the corner exactly see yeah you you wind up like you hear uh you always hear people talk about like, i like to use the squat rack analogy on um, like tier one two and three like you get you got the beginner squat rack you got like oh i got the barbell like where you started then you got tier two you got your 315 back squat you're like okay i'm kind of fit and then you got the big boys and you're like i'm with the big boys today you're like i'm coming to hang out guys i've earned my way to here you're like let's go uh-huh. <laughs> so the, the day I hit that, uh, what was it? 375, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the day I hit that was the day I got fired. What? No way. I was wow. pissed. I was angry. I deserved what happened because I did break a policy, but I also felt good about what I did. That's insane, dude. Um. So so wait, did you hit the lift after or before? After. After I got fired. Oh, of course. You were pissed. You were angry. You were angry oh, at the world. Dude, you were like, I, I want to crush a barbell. I... Oh lost my career at that time i i didn't know what the hell i was gonna do because i got this house i got my car yeah. i had my two dogs have my two dogs and i'm freaking out because i'm like what am i gonna do the month yeah. just ended so i'm just getting my last commission check so there's no extra money coming oh wow so 
You're like, I'm putting all of my energy into the barbell. So I went, I, I even took my work. I had my workout bag with me because I knew I was getting fired. Yeah. Like I got oh, wow. okay. Saturday morning after the Friday night issue happened. Yeah. Um, and went to work Monday morning, talked to my boss. Like, I don't want to have to do this. He's like, but it's a company policy. If I let you slip by, that means I have to give everybody else a free pass, no matter what they do. So he's like, you're an awesome kid. He's like, I know wherever you go, you're going to succeed. And you will have a good review for me, no matter what. You made a stupid mistake, son. Because this, this guy is, you know, in his 60s, old school, yeah. professional business guy. Like, we were the only dealership in the entire group that couldn't have visible tattoos. Okay. It wasn't against the rules. That was his rule. Um. So he, he was old school, old school. Old school, old school. Like, didn't really like <laughs> facial hair, but started allowing it as long as okay. he kept it nice. If he didn't keep it nice, he'd make comments about you needing to shave that shit. Really? Um, mm-hmm. This man's like running like a military branch in a dealership. Dang, dude. But beards are overall pretty fine as long as you can grow a nice looking beard and maintain Wait. it. He doesn't give a shit. But here's a question: could he could he grow a beard? Mm-hmm. He actually like, did grew he one ha- a couple times throughout my okay. I, there. As you're to say, most people. That's my that's my this is my Air Force opinion right now. The Air Force won't let me have a beard. Like you see this beautiful beautiful mustache I have right now. It's because the Air Force won't allow me to have a beard, and I'm pretty sure it's because someone out there can't grow a beard. And so they're like, you know what? We're going to say it's gas mask, but really it's because we can't grow beards. So we're going to not let the people who are, have been gifted with facial hair not grow beards as well. Don't worry, goal I've been is gifted my, with yeah. the, the Joe Durte, as I like to call it, beard. <laughs> Comes in all white trashy and stuff like yep, that. Yep. <laughs> Batchy, terrible. But all right. <laughs> Girlfriend's like, keep your facial hair. I was like, no, it looks awful. It's thin. It looks like pukes. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to keep it like, if, if it's patchy, the, the, the here, here's a tip and trick for people out there. If you got, if you have patchy, if you have a patchy beard, and my brother is has a patchy beard. I call him patches whenever he starts to grow a beard. I give him so much crap because, like me, I grow like a full beard when I actually can like take time off and I grow my beard out. Um, the thing, dude, you just got to clean it up a little bit. You got to go see the barber like pretty routinely. You got to like, hey man, I need you to line me up, and he'll get like because most people are patchy like right here. Yep, that's right. Yeah, I'm you're you're patchy like right here. Like a lot of people don't have the full beard, so they're patchy right here. So. You got him bring the bring it down, and then you got him bring the neck beard up, and then you got the little. It, it, it look good, dude. I don't even get a get, neck beard. I literally get, get hair mess, right man. here. Yeah, it's all you need. Like, I get hair get here, hair here, here, a little thing here, but nothing in this region, and then a weird little <laughs> spots on the sides. The barber can the bar, let the barber try, like try it once. Let the barber line you up, bro. I guarantee. I guarantee it'll be good. You'll be like, man, I do look good. <laughs> okay, yeah. so okay, so you got fired from the dealership. Company policy it happens. Um, we've all been fired at some point. I, I remember called out racism. Yeah. On well, good, media. good, good for you. Yeah, I remember my mom with the company I worked before. She used to fire me, um, like almost every week. Like, yeah, it, it was like almost a weekly occurrence. She'd fire me, like some for something I did because I was like I was that like 19, 20 year old kid. Like mm-hmm. rules didn't I didn't care. So okay, so you got fired. You hit a 375 PR that day because you were just you put you put that energy, honestly, in my opinion. You probably um, just put the anger and the energy and the hate into so the there, barbells. So where'd you go from there? So or, or, yeah, you the reason them? that happened too that day was a lot of the power lift, a couple of the power lifters that I kind of became friends with at the gym at that time were there lifting. And I, okay. and I told him what happened. He's like, Oh, he's like, PR day and PR day. You're like, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's fucking PR day. Like, we're like, I don't give a fuck if I hurt myself right now. Like, like it's about um, to go down. And so 
throw 315 on and hit it for three. And he's like, easy. He's like, go 355. I was like, let's go to 345 first. We hit 345, throw it up, go down. He's like, that's RPA six. He's like, let's go. And so he's handing me ammonia packets. He's fucking slapping my back. Like, just get, I'm enraged that day. Oh, like, man, I, you were, yeah, you were getting into it, dude. <laughs> like, you know, real old school. Like, he's just beating the shit out of me. Like, my back was bruised for, like, two weeks afterwards. Like, oh, big old fucking bro. Bear. Oh, he, oh um, he's doing, he's doing the, he's doing the smack, yeah. smack, like, yeah. smacking you in the face. He's like, you're going to get this. Oh, not the face. I wouldn't let him. I was like, you touch my face, I'm beating your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's just on the back then he's just like yeah and, slapping. And he, and he got, the, got, got the smell and salt you're just like <gasps> oh yeah getting loaded on ammonias at that point and just oh wow raging and you know yeah then after that i went home and sat down and kind of wallowed in you know self-pity for a bit and then it's like now nah, this isn't what you need to do uh so we i got a call what was it? Two days after it. Okay. From an old coworker that was a finance guy that went to his own in a business on his own with farmers insurance. Okay. He's like, Oh, come work for us. He's like, here, we'll do this. You know, I have this meeting with the district manager of farmers for our state or region or whatever the hell we're in. And the recruiter. I'm like, okay, yeah, no. He's like, where are we going? He's like, X throwing. <laughs> My job interview is X throwing. I'm down. So we go to a local axe throwing place. We talk. They tell me like the kind of money I could make on my own, what kind of money I could yeah. make working for him. I'm like, okay, okay. So they convinced me the smart way was to open my own agency. Okay. You know, I've always wanted to own my own business. I've always wanted to run it, be my own boss. I don't want yeah. to have someone else tell me what I need to do or what they expect. I want to do my own. So I did. I cashed my 401k out to start the business. I took everything I had to start it. Started studying, got my property and casualty license and insurance, and then starts. And at the same time I'm doing this, I get COVID. Oh, no. I go back to the dealership a month later because I needed an oil change at that time anyways. Like yeah. when I got fired, I needed an oil change. And I put it off because I wasn't driving. I was sitting at home. Yeah. Uh, except I was going out to places I probably shouldn't be because yeah. I had and a, a friend from high school that she was living with me, stripper. We go out party, do crazy stuff. Um, so I went to the dealership to get an oil change. Like a month later, after I get fired. I got you. The entire dealership gets COVID. My brother, you know, almost everybody. Oh, wow. Yeah. Except for a few employees. I get a call from my mom telling me my brother has COVID. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And she's like, Were you at the weren't you at the dealership recently? And like a week or two ago? I was like, yeah. And she's like, you probably have it. And then like I made kind of like a shitty post about my brother. Like, way to call your brother yourself and tell, you got, tell him you got COVID when you saw him a couple weeks ago. But then I deleted it because I'm like, that's a shitty thing to act like. It's not the way, you know, you're a responsible adult now. Like, that's immature. You know, yeah. this is what I would have done years ago. But no, that needs to, you know, you don't do that. Look at that so, growth, dude. That's just, that's growth right there in itself that you recognize. That. It, was, it wasn't even up for a minute. Like, I hit it and I looked at it and I was like, that's immature as fuck. Delete. Nice. Uh, and I texted him and said, this yeah. is fucked. When I got a test, was positive. And this was two days before my first insurance test. Oh, wow. So I had to wait two weeks, reschedule my test, go take the test. I'm stressed now because I'm like, am I going to pass this? Like, this is nuts. Like, how much info they throw at you to study for this was insane. Yeah, I can imagine, dude. Ended up passing. I was like, hell yeah, this is great. Well, now you got, I had to go get my life license, life and health, because I couldn't get my own agency unless I had that. Okay. So went and did that. So at this point now it's, it's January, 2021. I haven't made any money since October. 
of September, okay. basically. <laughs> oh, wow. So you've uh, been unemployed realistically for September, October, November, four months. Yeah. So I got my okay. last commission check from the dealership at the beginning of October because they pay okay. half, of, half of your like base pay on the 25th of the month and then all your commission and other portion of your base pay okay. is paid on the 10th of every month. Okay. So at least I got that pay, you know, bills were paid, that stuff was handled. Yeah. Showed farmers my proof that I had this kind of capital laying around through my 401k account and my bank accounts, everything okay. else. I gotcha. And they were good with it. So I'm like, hell yeah, I'm done. I'm ready to start selling. Well, then they took forever to get me my appointments. And then my onboarding guy took forever to get with me to start going through that. And then uh, it's February now. I'm like, okay. I need to be selling. I need money. Like I cannot sit here. Yeah. And so go through his, all of his stuff, have all my appointments set up. Now it's like, oh yeah, by the way, all of, you know, the last week of February and all of March, you get to do full-time training, Farmers University training, Monday through Friday. There's no time to call leads, no time to acquire leads, no time to sell anybody, basically, because it, it's all day long. It's still six o'clock at night. Really? Yeah. Do you at least get paid for it? Nope. Wow. Um, so you've you've spent you you've committed pretty much four months of your life to like passing these tests and trying to like for for hope yeah dude uh, wow man that's you know, crazy I, the way I, they I've get never, you I've never they, heard this the way they got me was like oh yeah 200 bonus on all your commissions for your first three years well it's not 200 the first three years it's 200 for the first year and then drops by 10 percent every quarter following and you have certain goals you have to hit and everything oh, wow. else so there's like, like there's they, like fine print in there they hide yeah. it. okay and then they require you to have a brick and mortar office all this other stuff like just stupid just stupid yeah. things and so i got the office and at this point in time too i've met my girlfriend okay I'm with currently i met her uh late january so and okay. asked her out in february and she said yes and i was straightforward with her when we got together i was like i'm starting a business you know this shit's gonna suck i'm not i don't have money um i won't be able to do fancy things for you you're like you're right with now. me for love you're with me for love or you're just not you're not with me one of the two and <laughs> dude, she she was my fucking cheerleader the entire that's awesome time. dude that's awesome you know, there i i got to the point like the last two months of my insurance agency i showed up at my office every morning around eight nine o'clock and i'd be okay. there until five six sometimes seven at night yeah i didn't get anything done i got to the point i was so stressed about my money my income, my life, like what's happening? Where am I going to do? Like my house, my car. And so I got so stressed. I was having panic attacks daily. Like I literally would look at my phone. Like, I, I sold cars for four years and I had no problem calling leads. No problem getting a hold of people, calling people, picking up that phone, dialing some random stranger. Be like, hey, how's it going? I'm Dylan. Yeah. You know, and, but I got so stressed out. My anxiety, like I've never really, like I've experienced like panic attacks a little bit, nothing like extreme. Yeah, but I basically was frozen. Like wow. I get to work and I'm like, I'm ready. Like I'm telling myself all the way there. I'm, you know, hype myself up, jamming, listening to barbell and shrug, whatever it is that day to hype me up, get me going for the day. And it, I get there and I sit down, I open up my computer, start working. And I look at that phone and my throat just, I couldn't talk. Wow, dude. And it went on for two months. So I called my friend who originally suggested me do insurance. That was AFC yeah. and I stepped down. I went and worked for him. Yeah. And, you know, it was a great experience. It was a very big learning experience. Um, at first I said to myself, I was like, fuck, you fucking failed. And like, like always. And I was like, wait, 
I didn't fail. I learned. Yeah. I learned a lesson that insurance isn't right for me. And if I were to ever, you know, to start a business again, either I need to find like some investors in the type of business I want to do or make sure I have the money, like yeah. 50 to hundred K ready to go that I don't give a damn if I lose it. Yeah. Um, and not sit around for four months and not make a single time. You know, yeah, I, that, I probably should have. That, that blows my mind right there. Well, so, like, I should have so got here, a part time job or a full time so job I, doing something. That's what I was here to say. So, could you have like worked for your buddy while you were studying for those exams? Or, like, is it like you have to pick an avenue? I, I couldn't because I would need the license to do anything in his agency. Okay. Gotcha. You. You so, it's kind of like you, you either have the license, you're here, or you're not. So, with that, you've passed all these exams. So, I'm get So, you passed both exams. So how, with that, how long are your insurance like like licenses good for? Uh, two. They're basically lifetime. You just gotta do CEs, continue education okay. stuff, just like kind of okay. trainers have to do. Yeah, I so, got you. Okay. Um, depending on the year you get it and your age, depends on how long that first part lasts. So mine lapsed in September. Okay. So I got my I did everything within the last year, and they all and I had to do CE credits by my birthday when okay. I turned thirty this last year and yeah. what was it a month roughly before i i just kind of put the towel in there at the agency i went and worked for yeah it was constant fighting per, every week with him saying that he can't afford me i'm like you know the way you talk to me makes me not want to work it makes me not want to make you money yeah He's like what do you mean i was like it just seems like you just don't respect me you don't want me here. You always make comments about it. Always how you can't afford me this and that. And it finally came to head. And he's like, so we're just going to agree to the part ways. And he's like, and you're quitting, right? Not getting fired. I was like, well, honestly, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You, you, you just don't care. You're like, dude, because, because it's a toxic work environment. That's yeah, crazy it, that he like would tell you. That's crazy. He would tell you. Yeah. Like I, I can't afford you. Yeah, it was nuts. But you're but you're making the man money. Like, were you not bringing in enough? Like, were you not bringing in more than he was paying you? Like, what? I was a little bit, but I wasn't making him a crap ton of money. And then, like, you know, you also got to look at payrolls, not just the pay to that employee. Payrolls also payroll taxes, everything yeah. else on top. You know, as a business owner, I see all this stuff now. So I understand his viewpoint. Okay. I wasn't making him enough money to make it yeah. feasible to have this employee. It doesn't yeah, make sense. It sounds like he didn't. He didn't know how to take his next step. No. And, and and the fact of being a boss, like, so wait, were you his only employee or did he have anybody else? He had three other guys in there. And so one of them it, was this young was, kid that he'd help with everything. He's like, this guy's selling everything. I was like, it's because you and your front desk lady have years of experience are helping him always. Like, oh, he, wow. he literally are closing his deals while I am asking for the help and you tell me just to figure it out. And then getting oh, wow. mad when the deal doesn't finalize. Um, oh oh wow so, this so was wait like so how did the September other three at this do? point when i left how did the other three guys do like do you know if any of the th those three are still there uh one of them's not because uh okay. the running joke between him my girlfriend and his girlfriend is that we are work husbands ah. um first i was there i kind of just came in kept my head low and just tried to get started and then i peeked in his office and said hey to him introduced myself and he had uh vegeta and goku sitting there on his little desk side desk and i'm like oh you like dbz and he's like you like dbz and then we became friends nice um, you know talking about video games all the other dumb stuff and you know he's a crazy small town boy from nebraska and i grew up in the city here which i wouldn't even call a city compared to like some places 
Um, but we're still really good friends. Uh, yeah. I don't know who all is still there. One of the other guys that started after I did left about a week or two after I did. He's like, nah, fuck this. I'm out. Um, other guy, he'd been there for years. So it sounds like it's just a toxic environment. I mean, like you either a you like either you can deal with it or just like you're like okay, I'm out. I'm going to find something bigger, better. Well, okay, I know so my you, value. Yeah, exactly. Like, thankfully, you've had this journey, which I think. Do you feel like your journey's kind of taught you your value at that point with yeah. everything you've been through? There's still days I struggle at times, like realizing that you know what I truly am worth, and I do know that I'm worth a lot of shit like i know a lot of stuff i've learned a lot like for someone that's dropped out of high school i i you know this may sound egotistical but i feel like i know a decent amount of stuff i've learned a lot of stuff over the years and right now i'm kind of a jack of all trades master of none so now i'm just trying to focus in to be a better boss myself because i do have employees and i tell them you know i like to have an open book relationship with everybody so if I ever do anything that you feel is wrong, please feel free to speak up. Now, if you come at me in a aggressive way about it or angry or yelling, I'm you, you don't want to do that because you're going to get the exact same response. Yeah. And I was like, and I don't want to be an asshole. And yeah, I got you. Also, I know that I'm not meant to be liked by all my employees, you know, but I prefer it because it's a healthier working environment employees are happier they work harder they make more money for the business um and bring people into the business because they like it they enjoy the workplace yeah um because we haven't i haven't said what i did when i left the insurance um, yeah yeah i was so. gonna say yeah so i'm with that real quick there's something i want to talk about because you brought it up i think two three three two three times you keep talking about the fact that, like oh i'm a high school drop dropout i've learned all this mm-hmm. stuff um I, this is just something i want to offer to you Dude, think about some of the most successful people we have in the world. Oh, they're, it, they're high school dropouts. Steve Jobs, the owner of Apple, the, the device that I am recording this podcast with you on, the iPad that's laying over there. That dude oh, yeah. didn't finish high school. Elon Musk, the owner of Tesla and SpaceX, like the richest man in the world right now. It's either him or Jeff Bezos. I want to say Elon Musk right now. He's currently the richest man in the world. Like dropped out of high school. Yeah. Um, I don't think Jeff Bezos finished high school either. The owner of sure. Amazon, the CEO of Amazon. I'm not sure if he dropped out or not. But dude, that two prominent individuals. No, I think it's Bill Gates. It might have been Bill Gates. Maybe. No, Bill Gates went to college. No, Bill Gates went to college because he went to I want to say Stanford or Yale. Never mind. Ivy League, way different than dropout. But no, just two individuals right there. I know if I can name off the top of my head that dropped out of high school, and you you have more life experience than more people. Some people have in their entire life. Like you have it at the age of thirty. You have 12 years of like from 18 to 30, you have 12 years of actual real world application and learning principles and learning like how to interact with people, learning about your own personal self, your own personal value and worth, your own mental health, like your physical health journey. Like I I invited you and I even talked, I even told you, I was like, Hey man, I want to talk about the fact that like you lost 90 pounds and I'm getting more out of just you is like how you grown as a human being, dude. Yeah. So okay, so you're going to say that you're going. So you left the insurance agency after like four months, didn't make any money. Okay, so where do we go from there? So what was it? Mid September ish. It was before my birthday, like a okay. couple weeks. So is when we separate went our separate ways. I went home, walked in the door, my girlfriend like because she she lives with me at this point in time now. Yeah. She moved in with me in the summer last year before we went to Florida. 
Gotcha. But I walk in the door and she's like, what are you doing home? I was like, well, kind of got fired, kind of quit. Kind of told Rex to, you know, shove it. And she's like, oh, yeah. like she knew this was coming. Yeah. Uh, so I changed and went to the gym. Okay. Because <laughs> what do you do when you're in a bad mood? You can fuck yeah. with some weights, move some iron. Oh, yes. Um. So I go in there, go to the lift, and the owner's there. You know, I've been lifting at one-up gym at this point in time since 2019. I started okay. going there right after the one-ton challenge started because I got in trouble at the old, my old gym for Olympic lifting. Uh, I threw a overhead squat into a rack one time because it the weight was off balance, and I was just like, nope. Just Whoops. Went, Bloop, and got yelled at, and then got yelled at again for missing a clean one time. So I'm like, yep, I'm out. Screw you guys. Yeah, that's um, oh, wow. Okay, so you found one-up gym. Yeah, because I remember you doing all your videos, like the mm-hmm. gym. Like I, I see this like pretty much like powerlifting gym was like the way the videos looked. Like so it's old these, school, man. Yeah, it, yeah, plates, it, 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 yeah. It old music, school. chalk yeah. is encouraged. <laughs> so, uh, as this leads into, I run that gym now. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So my man went from an insurance agency. You quit there. Okay, so you went to the gym. The owner is at the gym. How did you get there? there I feel like there's a gap now. Where, where's this so, gap? Fill in this gap for me. So he's in there, and I just start talking to him, like you know, like I always have over the years, and like okay. I know who the guy is, and. I was like, need any deploys? You know, because even when I was selling cars, like my my out strategy was to save up enough money to either open my own gym or get a partner and get a gym running because I really okay. like fitness. I really like lifting. Lifting's yeah. amazing. Like I know what it can do for a lot of people, and I would I'd love to share it with the world. Yeah. Um. So I just asked him. He's like, "Well, good my for, general for you, manager man. just left." And I was like, "Oh." Perfect timing, man. Perfect like, What's your timing. experience as a manager? And I was like, well, I ran my own insurance agency. He's like, How, why are you doing that now? I was like, well, just ran out of money. I just didn't have enough capital up front to start it. And it just over time for the, you know, starting it and having to invest my own money at first, it just kind of, I just went broke and, you know, why not try to make you money? You already yeah. have something established. So he's like, well, I don't know, and da, 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 and like all this stuff. And like, I had texted him about it that night because he texted me. He's like, hey, can you come by the gym right now? I was like, no, it's eight o'clock at night. Like, I'm <laughs> hanging out with the girlfriend and the kiddo. I also might have had like a beer or two in me at that point that day. Yeah. He's, like, like, he's like, you lifting like, tomorrow? tomorrow, maybe? <laughs> well, then he asked me, he's like, you lifting tomorrow? I was like, well, yeah, it's, it's Thursday. Like, I think it was Thursday. I don't fucking remember. But no, it it's Thursday, man. Days. That means it's squat day. <laughs> I think that's right. I think at that time I was squatting on the Thursdays. But I got uh, you, man. I'm on the same way as you, man. I know. <laughs> so I went in there and we sat down and he pulled out a dry erase board marker and started writing on this glass table in this like little meeting room that's at the gym and you know, telling me like what his plan is. And he's like, What do you want me to pay you? He's like, How much you want to make? And I looked him dead Ooh, in the eyes. Oh, got like, you. Six figures. He's like, six figures? How much money <laughs> do you think this gym has? And I was like, it's going to have a lot. And I was like, I want you to pay me 100K a year. And I've told him that ever since I've been hired. He gets to hear it at least once a month. You're going to pay me nice. 100K a year. That's my dude. If you don't want to, then, you know. I will go make 100K somewhere. <laughs> That's I, my dude. I do have a slight plan B and some investors. So, not- <laughs> um, but. That's the only worst case. Like it's yeah, not super I, I got serious you. Yeah. type I got thing. You. Yeah, but that's uh, awesome. That that's awesome though. You know your your worth, dude. You're talking about you said you know your value earlier. 
yeah. you're like, I'm, you're like, I'm worth a hundred thousand dollars. Like at, at a minimum, you're like, I know my worth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you told him, so what did he say when you told him that? So he said, what do you think, how much does Jim makes? So how did you guys like come to an agreement on pay then? When you probably, I'm guessing had a huge differing in pay. Oh yeah. We had from a that huge, response. Um, he was telling me on average, you typically like he, he hired college kids to be his managers. So he's okay. paying his kids like twelve, thirteen dollars an hour. Oh wow! To I run an entire gym for him. Oh wow! And I was like, I refuse to do that. I was like, you need someone that's competent here while you're in Colorado all winter long, running your ski bike rental company. So do you want to hire another college kid and worry the entire fucking time you're in Colorado, or being bugged all the time in Colorado, or where you hire someone who is just a couple weeks younger than you that's not a dipshit? And, uh, and, and, and can run the business. Like, cause you're like, you're like, it sounds like, so you're not really, you're not, you're more than the manager for that. Like amount of that time, I'm guessing you're pretty much the business owner when he's not there. Yeah. So <laughs> I came in, this business was not functioning like a business up front okay. really. Like it was doing well. All right. Like we yeah. had members, you know, but the way like staffing was done, like scheduling, it was write your name on this calendar. If you want to work on this day. There's no set schedule to oh. show up or write your name on it. And so like when I first started, I was working, you know, hang on. Sorry, I sneezed. But uh, <laughs> I was working. Oh, there it is. Oh, bless you. It came down. But bless you. <laughs> I was working, you know, a little over 40 hours a week. And like first pay period comes around, I'm like, and he's like having me write paychecks and it's on paper checks for the business bank account i was like why are we doing it this way and i was like hey, are I you got this serious account. so i got we got wow. set up to direct deposit uh, you know pay now ach pay wait what year is this 2021 this man is writing paper checks in 2021 oh wow wait so how what, what about like payroll taxes and all that were y'all just like hand uh, we all handwriting them out oh we were using a calculation tool Oh wow, that's insane! Y'all were old, y'all were literally you ran you had an old school powerlifting gym and you're running it the old school way. And then oh, yeah, this dude, man a, was literally a, writing paper it's, checks. It's a warehouse gym. We got metal plates, bumpers, calibrate kilos, garage doors. We open when it's nice. Oh man, you know this sounds amazing. Is, oh, it's fire! It's sounds amazing, you, dude. If you ever get free time and get away from the base and you can get out here, uh, yeah, you know you I'm got gonna, a place to stay. And sounds like I sounds like I need to make a trip to Nebraska. Come do some <laughs> lifting for a week with me. Yeah. Uh, so I started running it and that's how I really got back to lifting regularly again. Cause it's like, well, if I'm running this gym, I can't be a fat piece of shit. Like, cause at yeah. this point in time, I'd gone back up. I was roughly 250. Okay. Um, so you're down 30 bad. pounds. So you're down about at least 30 pounds again. Yeah. So my, my man, my man knows how to lose the weight. And uh, now, and now you're in the gym. You're like, Oh, well, I was well, like, I just, well, I, one, I want to look like I'm in shape, but two, you're like, well, I was going to pick up, pick it up and put it down while I'm here. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm picking up weight all the time. You know, we got, we got, you know, most of our members have very good gym etiquette. You know, don't, you know, put their stuff away. Don't walk in front of people's cameras. You know, someone's in the mirror. You know, don't get in the way. Cause, you know, we have bodybuilders, powerlifters, crossfitters. Okay. We have everything in there. Good. We awesome. Have some re- regular gin pop people that come and lift there because they just like the vibe. Yeah. You know, we have a good community. You know, someone's PR and people know it. You get, whoever's on that side of the gym or who's there is all going to start yelling at you. Up, 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 come on! Oh, that's awesome, dude. Like that's, that, a, that is, that is an awesome culture to have. I was in a meeting tonight at like five o'clock and I'm sitting there and we're talking and all of a sudden 
I hear the, oh, boom, 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 boom. I was like, one second. I got up and ran out there. I was like, get it, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That, that, yeah. that is, that is a, that is a culture right there, man, that you've created. That is dope. And everybody loves it, you know, and yes. we, we used to have a really bad disconnect between like our strength athletes, like, well, I guess a crosser is a strength athlete, but like the powerlifters, bodybuilders, because we have two sides oh. in the gym. We have one side, we call it the strength, main strength side. And we have another side, we call it the functional fitness because it has all the cardio equipment, turf, stuff, sleds, all that. I got you. So all the crossfitters go to the functional side. All the powerlifters, bodybuilders are on the strength side. Well, one of my employees who's, who's really helped us with our culture recently, she went one night when she was like lifting or working. I don't, I don't remember what she was doing, but she went and grabbed a couple of crossfitters from the functional side and had them come lift on the strength side. It was the night that we we have a group of like four guys we call the squad that lift there, and they were playing crazy music. Everybody's dancing, vibing, squatting, yeah. you know, four hundred pounds to Anaconda. And <laughs> and okay. They were you know just having a blast, and that crossfitter she came over. She's like, I just thought these guys were just a bunch of tools over here. I was like, Yeah, this isn't your typical strength gym. Like yeah. typically, the bigger the dude in our gym is, like straight like mass wise usually the yeah. nicer and more of a oh yeah they're, 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 yeah let's say the gentlest softest human beings in the world dude because i'm i'm the guy in the gym though i'll just walk up to my rain and be like hey what's up man how's it going and like if you're squatting on the rack beside me and we're both in between sets i'm not gonna make awkward contact with you eye contact with you not say anything i'm honestly i'm probably gonna like click my headphones and but what's up dude how's it going what are you working on today and have a conversation like and yeah. like i've met some like the biggest dudes are typically like they're strong as crap but they're like the nicest people in the world. You're like, Oh, you're a bro. <laughs> well, Cause like, like yeah, got... some people think that they're just, Oh, they, they're super egotistical. Like they don't want to talk to me. Like they're just a tool bag. Yeah. You got some of those out there, but like at oh, our yeah. gym where I, I had one of our, the main like powerlifting organization organization guy here in town. Okay. That gets like powerlifting meets put on. Yeah. But it also happens to be my girlfriend's pastor from high school. Cause she went to a Christian private school. Nice. So she's known this guy for years and yeah. he comes in the gym we're walking around he's like oh you guys got a board like west side i was like what what oh he's like oh your whiteboard i was like oh yeah i forget west side has that because we have a whiteboard that has like people's names and like their body weight age oh, maxes down it. that is awesome so you know and we have you know i've grown our gym lost a ton of members because we did a big price change okay and you know just beginning of 2022 alone we've gained over 50 members heck yeah let's go so like my team myself we've been doing very well on getting people in our brand awareness is fucking skyrocketed since i took over That's like people awesome. are coming it's like how, how long have you guys been here 2016 how have i never heard of this this place is sick and it's like well you know we didn't really do much you know when it came to the advertising it was like very cheap basic you know sponsored ads on facebook that you won't ever see unless either you visit one up look up yeah. one up or like fit the exact like demographic. I see yeah. it all the time because I'm always at one up and I'm always talking about one up. And yeah, so it's natural. Google's it's on your Facebook listening. feed. Yeah. Oh yeah, Google Google knows all. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> and then I had a member join. Oh, what two months ago? Like in January, he showed up. He's like, yeah. He's like, I saw an ad, and he's like, I you know, I was driving down the road and I saw you guys, and I had checked this out, and he's like, this warehouse is here. This is cool. You know, older gentleman. He's done strongman powerlifting. Yeah. And he reached out to Ed Cohn for me. He mentioned okay. how he's done a meet, done a seminar with Ed Cohen up in Omaha, Nebraska, okay. at Omaha Barbell, because the guy that owns that place became good friends with Ed Cohen and holds like a seminar. Okay. Every once in a while. 
And so he reached out to Ed Cohn. Ed was down for it. He's like, hell yeah, no, this would be cool. And he was telling him like how, you know, we're kind of a fledgling gym, uh, just starting. Well, we're not just starting, but you know, you're, you're, you're kind of, of, you're, you're kind of expanding right now. And you're kind of like, you're saying the gym was a playground and now it's more of a business. So yeah, yeah. like it, it's not, it, you're, you're not being established just currently, but you're, um, how should I put it? You're not being established currently, but you're kind of being established as a business currently. Yep. Yeah. More serious. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, exactly. More serious of as a business versus this is somewhere for me as a, cause some people that start gyms, they only start gym because they want somewhere for themselves to work out. They're like, oh, I really just started this because I want somewhere to work out. And I just figured that like I could get paid to like have my own spot to work out. <laughs> That's exactly how one up started. It yeah. originally started out a, a warehouse that he parked his party buses in. And then him and his old college football buddies started lifting in the back corner in there. And then it slowly opened up more because one up gym originally started out as kind of a boutique personal training gym. Okay. No open gym membership. They mostly did like youth sports. They really actually specialize in like youth baseball, which is really weird because they're a bunch of football players. But uh, over time, it expanded into some open gym memberships. Like before COVID, I want to say, like, I don't have the exact numbers, but before COVID, this gym was only maybe at like 150 members. Oh, wow. You know, very small community, not many people. Where, where are you guys at right now, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, over 200. A little over nice. 200. There we go. So yeah, you're, 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 have you hit the 250 mark yet? No, but my goal, okay. our goal is 400. We are okay. price change also made it where we have a member cap of 400 now. Okay. To keep the gym a little bit more exclusive and also nice. not super busy. There you go. So, the, so is the goal to try and hit that 300 mark by the end of the year? My goal is to hit the 400 mark at the, by the end of the year. Oh, my man, my man. So we're going big. He said we're maxing out cap. We're gonna have a wait list to become a member of One Up. So for those those of you out there that are in Nebraska, and if you know where One Up is, you know you gotta you gotta get on the list. Yep. And <laughs> I'm I'm doing stuff right now to scale the business. I can't really go too far into just because yeah yeah you're good business stuff. But oh 100 you know, working with a company uh, that's yeah. huge that has proven track record to help us out and help me train my team and do better and help train me on how I can train my team to sell this. Nice. Out our PT department just because we don't really do much PT at the moment you just got serious okay. athletes so we want to get a little gym pop in there a little bit on that personal training to just you know get some extra income revenue for the gym because this is how I'm going to get my boss to pay me 100k <laughs> yeah exactly hey my, my uh, man got a road to 100k he better have his own podcast called Run road to 100k <laughs> so I once I started at the gym I I kept kind of hopping around on what I was doing. I did OTC for a little bit. Then I did some barbell shredded. Then I, for some reason, got a smarter idea to hop on the 20 rep back squat program, but my body was kind of like not in a good spot at the time for that. So I didn't do it. And then and you then, did, didn't you do like Kabuki at one point? Oh yeah. Uh, so I, after one ton challenge ended, I went yeah. on to a individual specialized uh, powerlifting coach through Kabuki strength. Yeah. Um, my coach through them was Darrington Wright. Yeah. Um, he lived in Portland for a while where Kabuki's located, but he's back in Texas. And I want to say he okay. lives at like Metroflex down there. Okay. Uh, super nice guy. Um, huge nerd, just like me into anime. Um, and he helped me actually really improve, like get better rooting mechanics, better bracing mechanics. Like um, I'll scream Kabuki from the rooftops till I die. Cause I'm, nice. a, giant, I'm a giant fanboy now. Um, That's awesome. Start. What was it? December. 
I was wait. I was waiting honestly for the day for you just be like, yeah, I'm now a uh, amateur powerlifter now, and that's what I'm gonna do for a living. I was like, I, I've been I've been waiting for that moment. I've been waiting for DJ to become a just a elite level powerlifter. Uh, I've been bodybuilding for the last three four months. Oh, there we go. Um, you gonna try? You gonna try and do a show down the road? No. Um, <laughs> you're like no. You're like I just I just enjoy the journey. <laughs> so the, here's the purpose for the bodybuilding. Yeah. I've been chasing strength for three years. I've done strength okay. and loss since yeah. 2018 so okay. i was like it's fun i like it i enjoyed it i want to get stronger yes but i also understand that you need that foundation and i know there's probably some spots that have been missed yeah in this weight loss and strength journey and there's been spots where i've skipped corners sketchy reps you know shit you shouldn't do yeah which, um, which i think we've all done <laughs> so i was like you know what kabuki started doing kabuki labs it was team training instead of individualized personalized training that was $250 a month. I could spend Ooh. $27 a month. Like the shrugged vault I actually did West Side's powerlifting programming for a month and I didn't really. Okay. So I was doing conjugate method and I loved it. Like it was great, like the way they did it. But the issue I had at the time, because I was being ultimately lazy, mm-hmm. is I had to go to the website and there was no way to input weights. And I would have okay. to make my own spreadsheets and docs because I used Google Docs. Yeah. through the barbell shredder program through otc through my personal trainer yeah used they use excel spreadsheets but i just it send over and i just it had yeah. to be all filled in i just look at it and go okay and then it just mark xxx for every set i did yeah and, and then i saw kabuki stuff and i was like hypertrophy lab hmm and i started looking into it and i have a kabuki sales rep for the midwest phone number so i hit him up i was like well I was like, you've done any of these programs? He's like, actually, I'm on this one right now. I was like, I was thinking about the powerlifting one. He's like, this one's a pretty good one. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> so I figured I just get you. a good foundation on it. So yeah. through the most of this winter, I've kind of, I've eaten healthy, but not tracked. And I've eaten in excess for a purpose of to just bulk up. Yeah. And then recently I started eating less again because I am preparing to switch off of that. Yeah. Even though we just started a new block like last week. So like part of me is mm-hmm. like, I want to go do strongman stuff because that sounds fun. It's different. It's not your typical barbell movements. It's yeah. just something to change it up because I'm ADHD as hell sometimes. <laughs> but I was also like, do I, I stay, stay on this hypertrophy? Like, do I stay on the lab here with bodybuilding? Because like I'm getting good results. Yeah. Like I was walking around the gym today and I was, I was kind of like stand up and I was like, like this, like walking around, like I'm just stuck. I'm sorry. You're like, you're like, sorry, I'm just kind of jacked, guys. I'm just well, kind of jacked. <laughs> the workout started with uh, overhead presses seated without oh, yeah. back support. And then you okay, yeah. three so, sets yeah, of 10. Your, your shoulders then, were lots yeah. of blood in your shoulders. Well, then you switch to close grip where you really tuck the elbow and up and do two sets of 15. And then immediately after you're done doing those, you go into five, what was it, five sets? It's either four or five sets of 20. Woo. dumbbell bench press oh yeah your entire upper body it's from like sh- shoulders your lats your chest is just there's all the blood oh, yeah. your arms your tries you know yeah. I'm just you, feel, there, you like, were feeling pumping. good yeah you're feeling and good <laughs> i walked up to the front desk and said to one of my employees i was like my i feel like my titties are so big but I, and they just looked at me and they're like what is wrong with you sometimes it's like <laughs> i don't know um hey. Don't worry. I was at the gym tonight and I was snatching and man, I was, I was feeling good. And then like, I, I caught, I caught myself in the mirror. Like, I caught a glance at something. I was like, Oh, 
I'm kind of, I'm, I look kind of good in this shirt. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I, like I, I could, I could see like the shirt, like you see like the shirt, like kind of pulls tight on your arm a little bit. And you're like, oh, I, you like, you kind of like to do a little twist of your arm. Like, oh, I, I look kind of good today. <laughs> well, that's my shirt. Today. There you like, go. My arms is like, hell yeah, it right now. There you go. Um, but yeah, no, that's kind of how I got to where I'm at today, running in a gym. You know, I have a seminar of strength happening in May on. May 28th, we have Ed yeah. Cohen. The yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I was supposed to say, tell people about that. So, uh-huh. yeah, Ed Cohen, May 28th. Yep. And also, and who, uh, who else? Yes. Josh Bryant of Gel House Strong. Uh, okay. Some people don't know who Josh Bryant is, but uh, his kind of claim to fame when he was younger was at the time he was the youngest person at uh, the age of 22 to bitch 600 pounds raw. Whole. Whoa, that's kind of kind of strong. Kind kind of strong. Six hundred pounds at twenty. Twenty two years old. I don't remember his body weight at the time. Jesus, but twenty two. But he what? was light. He wasn't heavy. He wasn't like a heavyweight or anything. When he did he start guy. bench pressing? When he was like five. <laughs> I don't know. Like, his dad's like, um, you you will be bench presser. He's got his dad's got him like with a broom, and he's just like bench pressing on the bed or something. Jesus, but, that's insane. Oh yeah. Like I got Ed Kellen's personal cell phone number. What? As a dope, dude. And a half ago, two weeks there ago. There you go. I started schooling internally like a little girl. Oh yeah, you fan girl a little artist. bit. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I text the girlfriend my- like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god," and she's like, "What?" And I was like, "I got Ed Kellen's phone number." She's like, "I'm happy for you." Or she, she, <laughs> she, and then she probably sent another text. She's like, "So who's Ed Cohen?" And you're like, "Only like one of the strongest men ever alive, like and- ever." Because he's because Ed Cohen's been doing pilot. Sorry, let me step on you. But Ed Cohen's been he's been doing pilot for what like thirty years. He doesn't compete anymore. He competed for about ten years, and his biggest claim to fame was squatting a thousand and three pounds at <sighs> in nine was it nineteen ninety nine at two hundred forty six pounds. Yeah, I could I could have swore he's you have to, people want to fact check. I mean, you have to look it up, dude. I thought Ed Cohen like had like his powerlifting career was like thirty years long though. Because I, I swear Barbo Shrug just did a podcast with him. Like, actually, like, I want to say, like, within, like, the last, like, six weeks. Like, last, like, month and a half. It? Yeah. Because I heard them talk about it, and I've never seen the episode. Yeah, they. I, I want to say they released it recently. It's a bit. It's, it's been within the last, like, six weeks, so definitely listen to it. But he I was talking about how he um, – that or it's, like, a completely different person. But he was talking about how he stayed competitive for so long was the way that, like, he trained, and he kind of talked about the way he trained and staying healthy. Because, like, a lot of people, like, they get in the gym, and they, they lift, they get strong, they get really fit, and they get to, like, this peak, but they don't know kind of where to go because, like, yeah. they and they train in this high end, and those injuries start to occur, and those issues start to come up because they're training so high in their life. But, dude, that is awesome that you've got Ed, you've got my, my boy got Ed Cohen's number. He's about to have him come to his gym. So I will say, um, do you guys have like an online website for people to sign up or yep. what do you have? Okay. Um, if you go to www.oneupgym.com, it's actually right at the top of our website. I just added okay. it today. Cool. Um, I will I will make sure that I put that in the show notes for people out there. Cause Okay. So I know you said you're in Nebraska, but you didn't really say where you're at Nebraska. So where's the gym located? I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska. So the capital of the state. So we're, what is it? Southeast Nebraska. There you go. So, so you get, so not only do you get to go to Nebraska to be one of the best gyms apparently in Nebraska because Ed Cohen doesn't just go anywhere, but you also get to go to the capital of Nebraska. So you have to add that to your little bucket list. That's yes, awesome, dude. Yeah. You said it was May 28th. 
Yeah, May 28th. It's a four-hour seminar from 10 to 2 in the morning, uh, 10 go. in the morning to 2 in the afternoon. And then at 3 o'clock, warm-up start for our summer bash mock meet. Okay. So we hold like mock powerlifting meets. So there's no weight classes or anything. It's just, you know, put out the weight that you want to do for your three attempts. And then we go from the lightest attempt up to the heaviest. Let's and go. Then go back. Let's go. It's just a good time to just PR, show off the gains you got in the last few months. Because we, we have some people that powerlift, but they don't compete. They just do okay. it. Yeah. Like we have a couple guys that we have like one guy that pulls like 575, but doesn't compete like a 20. Oh, wow. He's like Jesus. 20, pulls 575 and weighs like 175. Okay, now you're making me self-conscious. <laughs> he also I, I, has I, a little extra in him. <laughs> so he, he's not afraid to talk about it. He he dude, that's that's still that's insane though. Even like even on something. Like dude, like because I'm right now I'm at 185 and I could on a my best over last summer was 450. I pulled four thirty-five like nice. two months ago, but yeah, like my best is four fifty in my lifetime, and I'm at a buck eighty-five right now. My best, and I, was, and I think when I pulled four fifty, I was pushing close to one ninety-five. I think my best was like a four hundred five deadlift. There we go, it's my boy. It's kind of strong, people. And he runs a gym. What can't so, this man do? Uh, no, I love it being where i'm at like i was talking to a good friend of mine who yeah. you know, was kind of higher tier like income does marketing stuff yeah. and we were talking and he's like do you want to be married to this like is this truly what you want to do i was like yeah no this is what i've wanted to do for years that's awesome dude and i was like he's like so you're ready to he- jump head first in do what you're doing and because we're also in talks with some strongmen and bodybuilders there you go um one bodybuilder we have a guy who is talking with jay cutler Okay. Trying to get him to come into town. And let's I go. told him, I was like, how about this? If you can convince Jay to come to Lincoln, let's see if he'll come to the gym. And he's like, you want to have Jay at your gym? I was like, yeah. I was like, why not? Dude, the PR, that'd be awesome. Like the meet and greet with Jay Cutler, yeah. you know, all the bodybuilders locally around town. Cause we have a lot of bodybuilding. We have a pretty good sized bodybuilding community here in Nebraska, yeah. which is okay. hugely surprising for some people, but not really for <laughs> me. Um, just because like the main bodybuilder like nutrition shop in town like you walk in there and they're usually run into two of them nice well, i mean yeah. i mean oh i mean what else do you have to do in nebraska like there's corn and there's more corn and there's bodybuilding like what else what else do you need <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> um but yeah no it's it's been a crazy ride these last few years since we met you know especially with both of us like how we've both have grown you know Oh, yeah, dude, you and me are you and me are two different human beings but like yeah dude your journey your journey sorry uh, let me yep give me one second it is true there we go I, I don't know who that is sorry about that everybody i am my back all right let me set my phone sorry let, let me switch my phone down to do not disturb real quick yeah no problem um That's if crazy. i can find that an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah we've been talking to think about it yeah we also got to think we haven't seen talked really much in a, a while so all right there we go i'm back sorry people sorry for those of you that are on the video on youtube uh i'm back sorry i had a missed phone call i don't know from a random number in the middle of the night that's crazy okay. yeah tony who it is <laughs> but it's probably spam. Po- yep they're calling me about my car insurance probably 
They're calling right. you about the random iPhone you bought on Amazon to confirm if you really purchased it. Oh, 100% probably. Have you gotten uh, the Ask Am call yet? I've been getting those like crazy recently. I haven't gotten that one yet, but I also, I'm looking for the do not disturb button on my iPhone. I cannot find it. Sorry, folks. I am so sorry. You know, do not disturb. Found it. Do not disturb is now on. All right. We're good, people. We are good. I'm back. All right. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like I was going to say, though, you and me, the journey we've had um, over like the last, God, since 2019, dude, it's just... I've had me personally. I've had two deployments. I've had another son. Um, got divorced. Went through my own personal crap. Um, been I've been in the gym. Like I went through one ton challenge. I got strong. I got tendonitis in my left knee. So like a lot of the accessory work I didn't really do. <laughs> so I was doing. So I was deployed. I was coaching cross. I was well. I was, co- I was coaching CrossFit three days a week. And instead of doing the accessory work, I do a CrossFit workout on top okay. of the one ton challenge. So, you know, all the volume. Yes, I was doing a lot of working out. It was it was a lot. So Probably I would do in the desert, though. No, 100 percent. So I was in I was in uh, Abu Dhabi in uh, the United Arab, United Arab Emirates. Uh, all you have to do is like work and like work out. So like our squadron every Monday was a 5K. So I was doing a 5K once a week, at least my 5K when I got there was like 30 or 31 minutes. When I left, I was like at a 23 minute 5K. And I yeah, I got kind of fit during my deployment. <laughs> 23, 23 minute 5k with a ruck. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> no, I did do, um, I did do a DanCon, which is like this I think It's like 20 clicks. So it's 20 kilometer, um, like March where you, pretty much you have like a, this window to like do the hike, like, per, like pretty much like around the perimeter. It's like super humid outside. You're in your uniform. You've got your, um, you've got your battle armor on it's like you got your bulletproof vest like you you're walking for like four and a half hours pretty much like in a circle and you just see it was funny because you'd see people like just on like laying on the side of the like road and they're like i'm done and you're like you know you still have to like get back to your room right like like you'd see like people just like lying on the side of the road like dead it was it was it was the funniest thing ever but um so yeah coached out there three days a week i'd coach crossfit monday wednesday friday two hours um a week two hours every, every single one of those days to go faster <laughs> yeah oh my god oh i forgot i told you that story yeah that was uh you that also was talked how I met. about it on your first that was episode how I, oh i did didn't i that was how i met drone uh, retired major drone pilch lance's uh god and he is he is such an awesome human being i cannot speak more highly about him as just a genuine human being and, the, and it was funny how i met him was the fact of like i was like hey like you need to go faster but yeah so i coached uh three days a week i was doing the one ton challenge and on top of that i was doing a crossfit workout and so instead of doing the accessory work i was doing more crossfit and i think with that i developed imbalances which caused me to start getting nice in my knees mm. um came back from deployment went to the divorce covid so no one was in a gym um so that I was well I, yeah you were because you, you own the gym at that point probably i <laughs> uh, no, i wasn't working there at okay. that point it was we we had such a small community of people and yeah. the owner is you know kind of sits on that fence of you know who cares yeah i got you <laughs> yeah so, but so yeah so i got locked open. down yeah so we got locked down here in charleston um i had zero access pretty much to a gym when i went back i went to crunch which is down the road mm-hmm. um i was I was a little, I was pretty consistent at this time. Like I needed something in my life. Um, I actually hit 225 for the first time in my life in a clean. Um, the weight still scares me, but it, yeah, I, I got kind of strong because I understand the principles and like, I'm, I, it's just here lately. 
it's been, and this is just kind of my journey right now. It's just inconsistency. Like, yeah. so like that open, when I was deployed during my first deployment, I was 74th percentile in the world. So nice. like, yeah. So like I was, I was pretty, I, I wasn't the best, but like way above average in the fact that I was up there. And just for like that, those numbers, like I was yeah. kind of strong, kind of, kind of had some lungs on me. And then this past year when I was deployed to Africa, I dropped to like 48th percentile in the world, dude, it was a, it was a gut check. Cause like I went through COVID. I didn't really like work on my lungs. I really, I wasn't really, I was working out, but I wasn't consistent. And in fact, of being in there in the gym consistently, because you and me could probably, you could probably test this too. Just the fact of just being there every day, like you're going to change. And like, you're talking about that 1% every day, like just going to the gym, you're going to make some sort of change. At least you're there. And yeah. just, I'm, I've been so in and out of it. So that's been a big thing for me lately. It's just working on my consistency in the gym. Cause this, the open that's going on right now, I'm 50 percentile. It's like, I moved up like 2% and I'm like, Oh man, like it's definitely still showing. Cause like, I, I for me, it's kind of like a, a piece of humble pie to swallow of like, Hey, you were, you were kind of fit, but, uh, kind of, kind of, kind of died off there, man. Like you look good, but you kind of, you kind of aren't functional anymore. Yeah. Like, I, like one of the guys at work always makes a joke about how like, um, he, he has to remember how strong I am. Yeah. Cause I don't look it. And I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't feel good. Like, and that like, cause you're like, and he's but like, I yeah, look it. I'm like, I just, I, I want to look strong. Can I, can I look strong and not be strong? Like I'll trade. I don't care. I want troubles like, wiping my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I have to remember when we're back squatting. Like you can out back squat me. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you don't look like it though. And like, he's like, he's a big dude. Like he, you, if you put me and him beside each other, you're like, Oh, this is the stronger one. And it's not me. And I'm like, so that's like, so I've been focusing on the, cause it's the, and I've been focusing on the nutrition here lately of just like meal prep and stuff. Like even before this yeah. call, I was telling you, I was like, Hey man, I got to cook some food real quick before we hop on here. But yeah, man, uh, this is, it's been awesome talking to you and just hearing yeah. about your journey of where you went from this high school dropout to selling e-cigs to hearing barbell shrugged and like going from that to car sales, getting into the one ton challenge for me and you met leaving the car sales, going from that to car insurance and where you learned a lot, honestly, probably about business that you're now applying to this now venture. And now you're running a gym. My man went from, he's had the ups, the downs, he's had the roller coaster of life. And like, look at you now, dude, like, Dude, you're, I'm so impressed Like with, with where you've come, the mindset you have, man, just the fact that you're still getting after it and the fact that like, you know you're going to have those days. and you, ha like, you had the mindset to say, hey, if you do anything, just 1%. So I have to ask. Um, it's going to be kind of a recurring question with every guest I have um, and probably myself in the future. So if you had one piece of advice for anyone out there, um, whether they're beginning, whether they're in the middle, whether they're, they're advanced, like where they are in life, what would be your advice to them on how to take like that next step in their life in any, any part of their life, really, what would be your kind of your advice, anything you got? Something I learned recently, question your okay. beliefs. Okay. Question so your like, beliefs. Not in like the religious sense, but like your, I would say your internal dialogue, your narrative, the, the way you think about certain things. Cause like, you know, let's, let's use money for an example. A lot of people, you know, bitch about not having money and how like rich people are fucking the world. It's like, well, this is like the conversation we had earlier, but you know, you could have that money, but if you believe that you're broke and destitute because of the billionaires in the world, 
and don't want to figure out how you can, you know, not even make millions. I'm saying, I'm saying like maybe make a hundred K a year, you know, just, just yeah. to live comfortably. Be, be, yeah. Be comfortable. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Um, be comfortable. You know, you gotta look at that mindset and that belief and just the way you talk about yourself or to yourself. Like I, I'm guilty of it. I think we all are. We get a little negative at times. And sometimes you got to catch yourself and go, no, that's not how we want to work. It's not how we function. Uh, and just keep pushing. You know, some days suck. Some days are great. You know, and some days are over the top. Like you just have a fantastic day and you're hyped up and you're screaming at everybody having a fantastic time. Yeah. You know? So it's just keep moving. You know, that's awesome, dude. That's a, that's a great, that's great, dude. I love that. Question your beliefs and not necessarily the beliefs of the world, but the belief in yourself. And what are what story are you telling yourself? Man, that's a that's a good one. That's deep, man. Thanks for that one, dude. That's an awesome. That's a, that's the next step right there, man. How are you? How how are you? How are you conversating with yourself? I mean, yeah. okay. Here's a question. Here's another question. Follow up. Got to knock this on the park. Do you talk to yourself? And do you time. answer yourself all the time? Yes, I'm not crazy. <laughs> there you go. I feel like I feel, I I feel like no, I I feel like everyone thinks they're crazy, and the fact they like no one wants to admit that they they talk to themselves. And like you were saying, you have those conversations that that mental person on the shoulder. It, it's it's you having the conversation yourself. Like I feel like a lot of people, like you were saying, they they believe that there's no other way because they had these conversations with themselves. So I appreciate that, man. And I do dude, it all the time when it comes to business, like with this Ed Co yeah. event and everything, I've been getting sponsors for it. The other day I was taking the five-year-old to pre-K in the morning. I'm in deep <laughs> thought driving his, this kid to school yeah. it's five minutes from the house. Like it's right yeah. by my house. Um, so driving the kid to school, going down the main road and I'm in thoughts about it, like how to approach sponsors, what kind of amount I should be asking for, blah, 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 blah. How yeah. to make them say yes. And sell them on this event. And the next thing you know, we're at the highway. I was like, crap, Dax, why didn't you say anything? He's like, what? He's like, I was like, did you not realize we drove by the school? Like, we went between a bunch of trees, like around the lake. He's, He's like, like, I'm five, homie. I don't even know what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't looking out the window at all. <laughs> so I immediately turned around because, like, we, were, we weren't late, but we weren't, yeah. like, running early either so like those extra yeah. like three minutes of going past and turning around and doing the extra three minutes back like we got there as like they started walking i'm like dax hurry up get out of the car like reached back there on <laughs> the kid's seat because you know i got long arms yeah. so i could sit there and do it and i run around oh, yeah. open the door i'm like let me make sure his coat's on and they at this time they still were wearing masks now they just recently took the mask off kids in school but i get his mask on him put his hood up make sure his coat zip backpacks yeah. on i'm like I was like, pound it, little dude. He pounds it, and I'm like, go, and he just bolts. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's so, awesome, dude. Yes. So, yeah, let's, let's kind of wrap this thing up then. That's yeah. awesome. Um, let's wrap. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. And just, no, you're fine. I know we've been doing this for a while. I ran like, you, you, me, well, me and you, we could probably talk for, dude, we could probably talk for hours. So, I definitely have to have you on here again. And, dude, it was good to catch up. Um, I loved having you on. Uh, yeah. DJ Robinette, everybody. Um, the man that went from 300 down to 210 and now this man runs a gym this man went from working at a6 store to being a car salesman to running an insurance agency and now the man runs a gym and is changing people's lives on the daily and also dude I, I can't say it more you got this ed cohen seminar on may 28 10 a.m to 2 p.m four hours with ed cohen the man himself in nebraska 
Um, the link will be in the show notes. Uh, thank you so much, man, for coming on here. Oh, yeah, um, it was awesome to talk to you. Um, where can people re- where can people find you though on Instagram? Like, what what what's, what do we got social wise? So I got a couple here that I, I use. So I got my okay. personal one. Um, don't don't judge the name. It's Industrial Man. Uh, I really like industrial music and metal and stuff. So I made it years ago, and I have just never changed it because I have no clue what to make it. Uh, okay. And then the gym I work at is at One Up underscore Gym. Okay. It's got to make sure you're on the right one. It has a green arrow and a silver arrow with a circle around it. Our motto, it. our motto is about competing every day, and our our logo is yourself. One portion, the one part of the arrow, and then the other part is an arrow, and that's yourself going up. And there's two circles outside of it. So there's a gray circle and then a green circle on the outside. The gray circle is everybody in the world against you. And you're breaking that barrier to get to the green circle to be the best possible person you can be. Hell yeah, let's go. So that everybody will be in the show notes. Also, you can go and follow me at Smith on Instagram. I hope you guys have a great week. Um, Till next time. Um, also, we'll probably in, have an episode coming out about the CrossFit Open workout that was announced today. So be on the lookout for that on the um, on anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're on Anchor, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. But again, thanks, DJ. I mean, it was great talking with you, man. Yeah. I hope you great. have a great night. And thanks for having we're me. Done. Peace. We're friend. out. See ya.